It's been a long time. I haven't been gone for uh, almost three, four Sundays. And I am glad to be back. Unfortunately, I'm kind of a shipwreck. I've fallen in the state of Indiana. I fell here last Monday, and then I fell this morning. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of messed up in my system. My back is stretched, and uh, so it's a bit of a hard day for me. Thankfully, it's going to be a short sermon. It was going to be a short sermon when I said that, as I wrote it. I had so much to catch up on this week. and But one thing that continued over in my mind uh, when I was not in deep thought when Pastor Jason was speaking one week, uh, I was able to really be thinking wide awake to what he was saying last Lord's Day. And thank God for the men of our church, and thank you for your kindness and support and help in pulling this pulpit when I'm not in it. But he said something to me as he spoke that really jumped off the page in one sense. Now I realized he was talking about the sacraments. But there's an element that we sometimes miss in our doctrine dealing with understanding of faith. Well, we have a definition of faith in the Westminster Confession. But the element we miss, and when you say it, the fundamentalist literally will fall over. They just pass out. They can't believe what you just said. And that's what I want to talk about today. In the larger catechism, as Jason was teaching, and it was so thoughtful, I could not get my mind off the historical understanding of how that faith doth justify a sinner in the sight of God. You always hear salvation is by faith. You must have faith. You have to have faith. But the reality is Faith doesn't save you. Think about it for a minute. We do not believe faith saves you. And I know that may be kind of a shock to some, but it needs 
to be considered often. Because too often, we get the gospel wrong. And we either sound like some existential church. Oh, I have faith. Oh, if you just have faith. Faith, faith, faith. Nobody's denying faith. But it's not being taught in the way that the scripture teaches it. Nor is it the way that it was designed by the Puritans in the larger catechism. And as he taught, and in particular, he taught about the nature of having faith, which I thought was very important, as we consider the very nature of the sacraments that we teach and practice. It came back to me over and over again. Our big problem often in our churches is we just, teach the gospel with a basically by dropping the ball and saying something that just is not true and so I thought this Lord's Day would be a good day just coming back to be able to share with you something that is an add-on to what Jason said didn't say nothing wrong and not correcting it I'm telling you, we need to add to it. We need to really wake up to what we say we believe. Have, had we done what we were supposed to do at our children at the age of eight to nine, preferably seven for me, started memorizing the shorter catechism and answers and the larger catechism when they became teenagers 13 we would have fixed this problem so that when we come to look at the confession as a whole we would know exactly what's being said the sad part is we're not as faithful as we need to be people it was never intended for the Westminster Confession of Faith to be a textbook for theologians and scholars going to graduate school. The sad thing of it is, it has to turn out that way. It's designed for the family. You should have known this already. I should have known it already. And the only way your children are going to know it is if you become faithful in teaching it. And reading it carefully. Listening to what the Westminster Divines direct you concerning the very nature of how faith justifies the sinner in the sight of the God. So having asked that question, I divided this down into three or four sections and I want you to think about it because I'm just going to sit on this one verse and go over it until you get the understanding. 
Here's how the divines respond to that question. Now think about the question, how does faith justify a sinner in the sight of God? In other words, how does faith work in relationship to justification? That's the question. Very, very important question. As a matter of fact, a lot of the text that I'm using is actually showing that they're arguing about what is the real nature of justification. Is it works or is it faith? But in what way is it faith? Let me read to you the first basic premise of their answer. Faith justifies a sinner in the sight of God not because of those other graces which always do accompany it. Think about that. Faith justifies a sinner in the sight of God not because of the other graces. We're talking about adoption, glorification, sanctification. We're talking about those doctrines that accompany that very thing that God gives us when he bestows grace. Not because of the other graces that accompany it. They have no effect. Or of good works that are the fruit of it. The fruit of having faith are good works. Good works is not what brings justification being just before God. Got it? Good works are the result. They're the fruit. But they are not the works that lead us to justification. You can't be saved by other saving graces that accompany faith, nor can you be saved by the fruit of works, works righteousness. Listen to what Paul says in Galatians 3.11. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. None of us are just. For the just what? shall live by faith. In essence, he's really saying to us, no human meritorious effort. None whatsoever. And this is how faith and merit are being offset. Romans chapter 3. You get the same principle. 
Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. And you say, wow, he keeps saying by faith. You're saying it's not faith. Well, just hang with me. Apart from the deeds of the law. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Once again, no human meritorious effort. Very, very important that we get that doctrine correct. Well, now they go on to state in this answer to 73. Nor as if the grace of faith or any act thereof were imputed to him for his justification. Wait a minute. Faith was imputed but not for his justification. Nor as the grace of faith that gift or any act thereof that it does as faith itself though imputed to him for his justification. Paul says Romans 4, 5 but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly his faith is accountable for righteousness faith is accountable for righteousness now now hang with me because we're going to get to the good part of this answer Paul goes on in Romans 10, 10 to say for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation the heart believes unto righteousness Salvation comes out of a renewing of the inner man. And yes, faith has a part of that. Very important. But what is still being told to us is no, no, human meritorious efforts. I want to drive that into you. There are not, there is nothing you can do. You'll act nothing that you can perform that brings redemption. So someone says, well, <laughs> give it up. What is it? Explain what you're trying to give to us. 
part three of this section telling you exactly what it is. This is the thick of the moment. Listen to what they say carefully. I want you to get this. But only, but only is a reference back to what? Faith. But only, that is faith, is only an instrument. Faith is a God-given instrument. Now, remember, we're dealing forensically when we talk about justification by faith. Faith is a God-given instrument that receives, are you listening? That receives the gift of justification through faith. By which he receiveth and applieth Christ and his righteousness. Faith is the instrument to do this with. Now, let's distinguish the importance here. We properly and biblically should say that faith is not the substance of salvation. How can it be? It's not. There's nothing in faith, the act itself, that's going to save you, or else it's something that you're still doing. Do you understand it? It's an instrument to allow you to receive and apply Christ. Oh, wait a minute. Faith isn't the substance of salvation. It's Jesus Christ. You get it? It is the means by which we appropriate Christ to us. When we say faith is the substance for your salvation, you have diminished the quality work of what Christ has done in salvation. It can't be the substance. It has to be an instrument. Oh, it's an important instrument. You must have faith in order to appropriate Christ rightfully in you that you can exercise it based on the gift God has given to you to his son to believe. The gospel is all about Christ. It's not about you. It's not about me. Faith. Important. Faith must be built up, strengthened. Why? Because it's the means, the instrument that we use to build ourselves up into the knowledge of 
of Christ and his redemption. Christ alone saves them and is the substance of salvation. Let me kind of put it to you this way. Whereas believing on Christ for justification is contrasted to working with justification. Therefore, justification is not a work of the believer, but rather a receiving of God's work, and therefore faith is itself not imputed as a ground of his justification, but is the instrument that is used to appropriate that justification in Christ. Us. I think because so many people miss this point that they fall short. They're trusting their own merits, they're believing that they can conjure up the faith that's necessary. That faith itself somehow is the act by which we are justified, cannot be. It's impossible. Oh, you've switched out Christ for faith. And this is a part of what just what Jason was getting to. The importance of understanding faith and understanding its use and development within our church as believers when we take the Lord's Supper. Believing on Christ for justification is contrasted to working with justification. Thus, justification is not a work of the believer but rather a receiving of God's work and therefore, in order to receive the work of God, what do you need? And therefore, faith is itself not imputed as the grounds of his justification, but as the means to be justified. Get it? Now, you can say, well, pastor, that's like splitting hairs. It is. We are Puritans. We split hairs and we do it good. We don't people want we don't want people to get it wrong. Your faith has got to be in Christ. The substance of redemption is Christ. Justification is based upon who? Christ. Not faith. Faith is the means to appropriate Christ, but it is not the substance of our salvation. Because if it is, then it's an act of what we are doing, and thereby 
we are not appropriating Christ through faith being an instrument, but as if faith itself was a work. You want to know why America is run amok in our country? Do you want to know why so much crime is out in the streets? Here it is. The gospel has been moved from Christ being the sinner and rather than Christ, some act of man has been replaced. in that gospel that we say we preach. It doesn't take, you know, it's really not hard. You can turn your TV on and you can listen to the big TV evangelist. I don't care how big they are. Some of them have basketball stadiums they've converted to churches. Having numbers doesn't mean anything. The question is, do you have the truth of the gospel? But we've been preaching this way. We've been hearing it. And, and those guys are easy, though, to tell. They really are. It's not that hard to really identify their inability to understand the gospel. But the fact is, they want people to have a happy, clappy life. And make them believe that it's because of Jesus. When in reality, Christ does not figure in at all. Hear what I said? It's no gospel at all. And it's easy to see that. I mean, it's like running into third base and the ball's there with the third baseman and he's just kind of popping it up and down waiting for you to get there so he can tag you. It's that clear. You're not going to make it to home. You could call this modern gospel... And all their churches, third base. It's the last stop before home, but they never make it home. It is their last stop. And what they hold and believe is not what the Bible teaches. But in and of itself, that is not the harder problem. The harder problem is those who say, we believe the word. And we believe that Christ is essential to the word. And when you get them down and push comes to shove, they don't know how to make the distinction. And they still have you doing works of meritorious effort. 
that somehow you have believed. Somehow your faith has become the substance of your salvation. And you hear that, all you need is faith. Now I've got news for you. Faith is essential, but faith isn't all you need. Faith has to be understood as the instrument by which Christ is appropriated to us for redemption. And so it is for us very important. We're told in John 1, verses 12 to 13, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now listen, who were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And if you don't get that distinction here, you're going to miss the point. It was not your blood, your birthright. It was not the ability of your own will to exercise it, nor Was it your flesh? It only comes because of God. It's all. Nothing else. You see, everything in the gospel must be of God. It can't be an act of man. Thus, when we preach our gospel, God, be very careful. Why do you think we send people off to four years of college and three years of seminary to get trained? So people at the seminary and college can make money? The real purpose is to teach them the word and doctrine so that they will appropriate it right in their preaching. And that, my friend, is all the difference in the world. It's all the difference in the world. When you shift your emphasis from Christ, you've waylaid the gospel. Jesus Christ. You're not preaching Christ. You're preaching your blood, your flesh, your will, somebody else's will. You're preaching some form of meritorious effort, humanly speaking. And that's exactly what they're arguing for. Justification. 
It's not built on any works but what God does. And faith itself, even as a gift, is only an instrument, only a means to appropriate Christ. It is not of itself redemption. In Philippians 3 9. And be found in him, not having in my own righteousness. Not having my own righteousness. Which is from the law. Human meritorious works. But that which is through faith in Christ. Get it? Faith in Christ. Not the faith of Christ. It's the faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God. How does righteousness, how does, how do we stand righteous in before God through the meritorious works of Christ? We do it by faith. As you think about it, it all begins to pan out very easily. But it makes you sit back and say, wait a minute. You've got to be kidding me. How long have we heard that even in Reformed churches, they have taught a wrong theology? We must point everyone Not to faith, not to meritorious effort, but Christ. The righteousness that comes from Christ is given to us by faith as an instrument to appropriate that right relationship and justification. So that Christ is the sinner and not you, not any other man. You alone. Well, I want you to think about these things. I know they're hard, some of them, very much. But that's what we... Exalt the beauty of our churches and their theology. We get it right. Christ is the center of all things. He means everything to us. It is in him. In the faith that God has given us that we find Christ appropriated for us in Christ his righteousness. We stand not upon our righteousness but Christ's righteousness. And it's so easy to miss the point.
And so when I was back last week and I heard Jason preaching on faith and sacraments, it just went to my heart and said, you know what? I'm not sure our people know how to make that distinction either. It needs to be made. Faith is always an instrument. And we need to appropriate those things that God gives us through faith. May God bless us, strengthen us, encourage us to be a people of his book. To believe these things, to think through them very carefully. The last time I preached on what faith was, was probably 15 years ago. It was way too long overdue. Because too often we get off on the wrong track. We need to always, forever be sure that what we are giving the people is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope you appreciate that. I'm not going to charge you an extra 20 bucks for this sermon. Although if you want to strike me with a hundred bucks on the way out, I'll do it. This is how important it is. You need to hear this regularly. You really need to know this. Is that important? It's like setting food down in front of somebody and saying, here, you can eat this. But there's no instruments. The food instruments aren't there. You can't eat it. You must have those instruments. That's why the Bible can say even the devils believe. But what they can't do is appropriate Christ. How important that is for us. Shall we look to the Lord as our prayer?